you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. We're certainly thankful to have Pastor Huffman with us again today for this broadcast. As you remember, yesterday we were moving forward. We were talking about all things dating and marriage. That's what we're looking at over the next few days. And we got to the point of dating. And I want to, just as a quick reminder, guys, you know, don't be afraid to get out there if you like somebody and start something up. That's something that uh, I continuously learn is there's so many guys I have to encourage to ask somebody out. I'm in a church. I was in our church this past, well, two weeks ago where the pastor said, Brother Doug, this guy's been looking at my daughter for a year. Can you work this out for me? Yeah. And so I had to go sit down with the guy and say, listen, the pastor, like you like her, blah, blah, blah. I really like her. You know, one day when I get up the energy, I'm going to call her father. And I said, well, you know, he's on the phone right now. So, yeah. you know, so don't. Don't be that scatty cat, as we would say up in New England. Uh, you know, do those things. So, so Pastor Huffman, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to be back with you today. Thank and you. I echo your sentiments, Doug. Come on, guys, let's get with it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's show get some, up to the plate. Show some leadership. Yeah, and let's, re- yeah let's, yeah. let's get up to the plate. And, uh, you know, and it's about leadership. It really is. And you're going to have to be a leader in, in engagement. You're going to have to be a leader in marriage. And it doesn't get any easier. And, and, you know, and obviously you ladies who are listening, you have a leadership role as well. And to make God the, the main thing throughout any dating, throughout any engagement and throughout your marriage, God needs to be that main thing. And, uh, you know, as your husband finds a lady, they should see God all over you. They should stumble all over God throughout the relationship. And, and it should be the same way, gentlemen, that ladies should see God all over you and they should be stumbling all over God as they work with you. So Pastor Huffman, I know you got a lot to say about dating, but I want to start with a question and just add into where we were at yesterday. And that would be these people who are dating at an older age and stuff, you know, maybe their parents have went on to heaven. We talked about that, you know, widows, widowers, and people who've been through unfortunate marriage situations and stuff. Now, what does Dayton look like for them? Kind of the same thing, but what's the controls there, brother? Yeah. If you don't have a parent still engaged in your life, I I think God providentially gives us parents, which under normal circumstances would, which would be the first line of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They know you the best. Hopefully they love you the most. Yeah. And you definitely want to listen to them, even if they're unbelievers. You know, what do you do with an unbelieving parent? Um, God still gives parental wisdom to that person. I mean, they, they, they've been engaged in some way in your life. If nothing else, then, you know, creating you (laughs) through God's process, you know, hopefully they've been engaged in your life much more than that. And I know every situation is different. Um, but if if they're speaking into your life, you would be wise to at least hear what they have to say. I I would caution you to be very, very careful to go against your parents' blessing for marriage. I don't want to make a blanket statement that a Christian should never go against their parents' blessing. Sometimes a parent is just going to be um, difficult about it. And, and, you know, they'll never give a blessing maybe for anybody, or maybe you've got an unsaved parent that's not going to give a blessing for you to marry a Christian. You know, they're never going to change on that. So I don't want to be, be a blanket statement, but if you're a Christian and particularly if you have a Christian parents, you would be very wise to listen to them and to secure their blessing uh, for the person that you want to, uh, to marry. So be very careful. But if you don't have parents to speak in your life, 
very possibly you have some siblings. Yeah. So, you know, look to your siblings who hopefully love you and care for you. Let them speak in your life. What about the pastor or yeah. one of the other pastors in your church? You know, let them uh, speak into your life. I, I have a friend who just recently got engaged about a week and a half ago. His wife passed away uh, with cancer. Uh, there was another lady that um, caught his eye, and he was interested in her. And he, several months back, um, sat down with a pastor or two at his church to get some counsel, you know. So here's here's a guy, you know, he, he's an adult male. I mean, yeah. he, he's done marriage before. Yeah. But yet he's getting some advice, some pastoral advice on his new stage of life and the relationship that uh, he was considering. So don't neglect the parents, the siblings, the pastors, and even just the friends. If you have friends in your life that are willing to speak the truth to you in love, if you're getting a lot of red flags from your friends, like, oh, you need to be careful with so-and-so. We're seeing this red flag. You would be stupid to ignore all these red flags and think that everybody is reading it wrong except you. You're the only person that's reading it right. You're probably not the only person that's reading right. You're probably the one that's reading it wrong, and all your friends and advisors are trying to warn you, and you ought to listen to that. Yeah, boy, that's a good statement. And, you know, we've been studying uh, in the background during this broadcast. We've been, our, our main focus over the last couple of weeks has been narcissism and how you can get hurt in that way and what to look out for and how to stay away from people like that. You know, be perceptive, see the signs, trust the signs, listen to that still small voice from the Holy Spirit saying, you know, this is, I can't tell you how many people have contacted me and said, Brother Doug, I've had, there was so much. So many, many still small conversations, so many voices, my friends all saying, hey, take a look at what you're doing. I, I don't necessarily think in this guy or this gal is absolutely as perfect as you do. So pray about this. And, and they avoided those things. So I think that's an important place where we say, listen, listen to those still small voices, you know, uh, do those types of things. And so I wanted to go back. I wanted to just mention a couple things here and, uh, you know, what dating looks like and obviously dating to us, uh, we flee fornication. Uh, we, we stay away from those things. You know, that one person physical relationship is reserved as a marriage gift, uh, for two who are married and bring honor and glory to God through that relationship. And, and, uh, and that's where we bring God into the relationship. And I, I wanted to give pastor Huffman just some free time, maybe even talk about that or talk about whatever he thinks is good for the next few minutes about dating. I wanted to open that up to you, brother. Yeah, you mentioned the idea of physicality in, in dating, and that really can be a, a real challenge. And you have to ask yourself, is God pleased with our relationship? I don't know yeah. that you can set an exact standard of, you know, can I hold hands? Well, for some people, that's probably okay. Can I kiss? For some people, that's probably okay. I mean, you know, there's some things along the line that, one couple may say that doesn't please God for us, but maybe it can work for you. I mean, I think premarital sex would be wrong. I mean, yeah. that's a place you can draw the line. Absolutely. Um, you know, some of the things leading up to that, you know, can be more gray areas. You know, what's acceptable, what's not ex- acceptable. But I think a good question to ask yourself on those gray areas is, am I arousing physical desires that can't righteously be satisfied? That's right. And Does it lead to defiling in some way? So... You know, and that may look different for one couple than it does for another couple. So, you know, it's hard to make a blanket statement that no couple should ever kiss till the day of their wedding. That may that may be true for you, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, your relationship, that may be the best policy for you, but I don't know that you can say that has to be the policy for every couple. Uh, yeah. So, you know, just ask yourself, what is this, what is this doing in my heart and my soul and my mind and my uh, life and in my arousing passions that can't righteously be satisfied and we're taking it too far, you know? And so just be very, very careful about that because what happens is you get in a dating relationship that's become too physical it it muddies your thinking it clouds your your brain and you can't really see the relationship for what it is and if you're trying to pull it apart because it needs to be pulled apart well you've already started putting glue to the relationship because of your physical relationship and you need to separate but you're glued together in a sense of uh, you've been physical already. And so it makes it very difficult for you to make good decisions. It's, it, it's kind of like driving, you know, under the influence of alcohol, you're dating under the influence of sex mm. and you can't make good decisions. You're not seeing clearly. Yeah. Yeah. You leave the realm of godliness and, and, and folks, I will tell you this, uh, for folks who've been down the road of inappropriate or even appropriate relationships, you're a widow, divorcee, whatever the situation may be, it's much more dangerous uh, for that kiss and that hug good night. It's much more dangerous for those things. You've, you've lived that. And I'll tell you that as a biblical contra. This is my experience. I'm just telling you, people that I've had problems who've went over the edge with the physical side of things, uh, who've went from, you know, having a G relationship, which, which is God, not general audience. And, and they've, they've increasingly slowly, well, we're just going to kiss. Well, we're just going to do that. Well, your body has memories and your heart has memories and your desires have memories and our hearts are, are wicked. We know that the Bible tells us that. And so it's very, very dangerous for people who've walked in into or been down that road of a uh, even a godly relationship, you know, where a spouse dies or whatever the case may be, all of a sudden you, you go back to body memory and those types of things and yeah. those emotions. And, and it, you know, the emotions are already, there's emotions involved with dating. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to lead you down a different road than that, but there's levels of emotions. I'm not going to say, you know, there's already emotions involved. I had a pastor tell me one time when speaking of his daughter, he said, Oh, well, there's already emotions involved. Well, there's emotions involved when, uh, you know, when the first, First date happens. Let's yeah. be real about that. Yeah. But at the same time, let's also be very real with the concept and the idea that uh, emotions have levels. And we're trying to bring honor and glory to God through those relationships. So we want to make sure we're doing what's right. We stay away from those relationship memories. We watch out for what we're doing. Listen, folks, we'll be right back with you. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Thanks for hanging with us. And so, Pastor Huffman, back at you. We're still looking at all things dating, uh, Bible on dating, life on dating. What are you thinking? Where do we go with this conversation from here? You know, Doug, you talked about emotions. And, I mean, let's face it, it your, our emotions, our physical responses come into play. I mean, I, I don't think we can expect to be a dead cadaver when we're on a date. But yeah. you have to ask yourself, is this, is, is this arousing can I not, if it's beyond control, then you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, it may arouse desires, but am I controlling it? And 
I think a good illustration would be a pilot light uh, on a water heater. You've got a pilot light in your house. I mean, right now, if I were to go to my house and my garage, I have a fire going in my garage. Yeah. But it's under control. It's, it's my pilot light on my water heater. It's in a controlled environment. Now, if I got a call from my wife uh, during this broadcast that said, honey, the garage is on fire, you know, <laughs> everything's burning up because the water heater exploded, then that pilot light somehow got out of control, something caught on fire, and we've got a big trouble. So God has given us a pilot light. You know, we enter adolescence, and, you know, the physical pilot light, so to speak, is lit, and that's a God-given thing. I mean, we can't ignore that, but it has to be under control. It's got to be under Holy Spirit control, and then God gives a, a time frame within marriage, within one mate, uh, to righteously satisfy that pilot light and, you know, let the flame burn bright, so to speak. Uh, but even within marriage, it has to be controlled. It's within one mate. Uh, yeah. You know, so there's always an element of control. Um, but the pilot light illustration, I think, kinda, no, that's help a good us, one. That uh, makes think you, about it. Yeah, yeah, it's real practical. It makes us stop and look at things. And and and, and I'm going to say something else to you, and I think this is important. I want, I'm hoping Pastor will comment on this as well. If it's not working... You know, if the if the red flags are there, if there's more red flags than in, in uh, Tiananmen Circle, you know, and, and you know it's not time. I'm just going to say be kind, be loving. Remember 1 Corinthians 13 is still in the Bible. And uh, be very kind and just say, as Pastor was talking about a little while ago with the, the one young lady who was in his life, uh, you're just kind, you're honest. You know, there's nothing left for, well, maybe we'll keep this door open. Maybe we'll hang out. Uh, I will tell you, as somebody who's consulted hundreds of people in this area, uh, people can be hurt really bad over relationships that don't work out. And the best way to do that is as soon as that red flag goes up, as soon as, you know, this isn't going to work, you have every responsibility to let the other person know, hey, the red flag's up, this isn't going to work. And then you walk away cleanly. You don't say, well, maybe in the future, maybe when you get you grow up, maybe if this happens because you're given false hope. And, uh, and, and there's all kinds of things that go with that, brother. So, I, I mean, if you're advising, if a young man or young lady came up to you at church tomorrow and said, Pastor Huffman, uh, I'm, you know, I'm dating this person and the flags are up. I can't date this person. What do I do? I think it, it depends on what color those flags are. Are they yellow flags? Are they red flags? I think a red flag would be a Christian dating an unsafe person. That's yeah. a that's a red flag. We haven't, we haven't addressed that on this broadcast yeah. today, but the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked together, and you should not do evangelistic dating. That's uh, right. That's you, right. You know, you should be evangelistic, but <laughs> yeah. it's not through your dating. That's right. You know, and you may say, well, they need to get saved. Well, praise the Lord. Ask your pastor to talk to them. Ask your friend. Ask your father. Ask your brother, your sister. But it's not your role to go out with them once a week to evangelize them. That's right. In a dating relationship. And fall in love. And, and fall yeah. in love, and now you're married. and uh, So don't evangelistically date. So there are some red flags. It needs to end. It needs to end now. We can't keep going forward. The Bible talks in Ephesians about speaking the truth in love. And I think that's a good just guiding principle for a breakup. Yeah. Speaking the truth in love. Yeah. And, you know, how are, this is not a time to, um, you know, be vitriolic about it. Exactly. Be, Good be, word. To be mean-spirited, but um, 
to be honest and say, you know what, I'm seeing these, these signs. Now, if they're yellow flags, they're like, you know what, we need to take a break. This is not the, because dating, it, it may be the right person, but the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, age, listen, age plays a factor in it. Yeah. You know, an 18 year old person is not the same thing as a 25 year old person. Right. You know, this might be the right person four or five years from now, but right now, they need to focus on, you know, getting through school or, you know, whatever else is on their, their plate. This is not the right time for marriage for them. So they may be the right person, but the wrong time. So it kind of, it's hard to put a blanket statement on what a person should say. It kind of depends on the situation. Um, it might be like, hey, when your parents are ready for us to date, you know, yeah. then let's talk. Then your dad and mom aren't on board right now. My dad and mom aren't on board, whatever the case may be. But if they feel like we've got the green light, then let's come back to the discussion. And maybe, maybe we proceed forward at that point when, when those are advising us are on, on board with this. So, yeah, no, I think that's good. And I, I just want to add, uh, to what pastor was saying a little while ago, I, I can't tell you how many people in my military service, uh, these young ladies who went to our church and stuff, our soldier would get saved on Sunday and nine months later, they'd be married well, he's a Christian now, and then you'd see him at church all by themselves uh, for the next 10 years of your marriage or whatever until he gets out and retires. Uh, more than uh, half the time, those marriages are doomed. You know, it, it's more than... Uh, so, folks, I would say to you, um, make sure you're dating somebody who's not only equally yoked, but you're dating somebody who happens to be in that same place of life you're at or very close to it. And that's where these Christian advisors, these pastors, these parents, these brothers and sisters in Christ, these brothers and sisters, that's when people can come in and say, hey, you know, Doug's not quite there yet. He, he got saved last week, you know. Uh, let him, you know, let him go yeah, through maturity. the new Christian class at church. Yeah. You know, let him spend a year going to church. Let, let's see, let him prove himself. In the army, we get promoted by proving uh, what we're, we're showing, what we can do with the next promotion, where, you know, we live up to what where we should be with that next promotion. And yeah. at that point, the army says, you know what, Doug, you, you're, you look like you should be promoted to the next rank, and they promote you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think relationships can't happen with a new Christian day one, day two. And, and I say that just out of total experience. When I was in the army, I can think of one relationship, one out of maybe 30 or 40 that turned out great. Uh, of these young ladies coming to the church and some would use the term while well, they were a little hard up, you know, they're this, they're that folks, no one's ever hard up. Who's a Christian. We got God. And, uh, I know you want to get married by a certain time in your life. Some, some say this is biological clock ticking and I want to have children, but we don't do that at an expense of a relationship with God. And we don't want to bring children into this world whose dad is down the road somewhere married to someone else. We, we want to be, you know, as Christians, we're a different cut, aren't we, Pastor? Aren't we looking at these things in a different way? I mean, you ought to be looking at it with eternity in mind. I mean, one of the, one of the goals of a Christian marriage is to produce a godly seed and to pass along a godly heritage. And you ought to be choosing somebody that is not only saved, but is also growing in sanctification. And they need to be, it doesn't mean they're perfect. And dads and moms, let me encourage you, if you are looking at a potential mate for one of your children, and you're like, well, man, look, they, they're lacking some maturity. Well, maybe ask yourself, how spiritually mature were you at 20? Have you, yeah. have you not matured in the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years? So don't expect your 20-year-old mate for your son or daughter 
to be a 45-year-old mature Christian. That's right. And you know, but are they are they moving in a spiritual growth direction? Are they far enough along that they're you know, they're ready for marriage, but don't you can't expect perfection. And um That's great. Yeah, no, that's true. And 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 I think the other thing we got to remember if it seems too good to be true, you know, wait it out, it probably is. My dad had an experience that he was a pastor in Georgia and I know we need to wrap it up soon, but there was a Young man, he swooped into town. This lady was desperate to get married. He turned in to be a con artist, stealing stuff from her. I mean, uh, it, it was a very bad situation. She, I guess you could say she was desperate. He presented a great opportunity that turned into a nightmare. Yeah, and so you, folks, you better that's be real. careful. That's real. You know, the Bible teaches us charity, love suffereth long and is kind. Chariot envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, did not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not our own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, and uh, rejoice not in inequity. Folks, we, we love you, folks. Thank you for this opportunity. We look forward to continuing on tomorrow with Dayton and Marriage with Pastor Huffman. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.